Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. there. Welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. It's Patty, and I have a question for you. Do you feel like your world is coming apart at the seams? Or you, are you coming apart at the seams? Or are the people around you coming apart at the seams? This is an experience I have been having for a while now. But sometimes when you're in process, of an experience, it's hard to put the words to what's going on. And that is something I've just landed on coming apart at the seams. And the reason I'm even able to put words to it, I think at this point is I've moved into a new juncture in that process or a new space in that process where I think I'm past the confusion and the resistance to the reality that that's what's happening. And what I mean is there's this feeling that much of what I was meant to do professionally and personally, or maybe what I prefer to do or what I'm called to do, or simply what I know is me is coming undone that my preferences are changing and what works for me is changing and also skills that I once had are no longer working. All in service to this, what I'm being told by my spirit team is an evolution, a very powerful and intense evolution. But it can be really confusing It can be really confusing when things at work no longer work the way they did or strengths you have no longer show up the way they once did. And I'll give you an example. And all of this is happening for you, not to you. And and at some level of faith, you know it, but the rest of you is like, what the F, right? So one of the examples I'll give you is that I am known and pride myself as being a problem solver. If you and I were to have a conversation and you were struggling with something, I would most likely very quickly be able to offer you a solution. You might not want it, but to me, the pieces of the puzzle and how they all fit together would be really obvious. This is a strength I have had since early in my banking days, it was actually one of the strengths I relied on or one of the strengths that led me to be promoted quickly. It was something I developed at a very young age. It is all part of toxic independence. <laughs> I would say it's the the shadow of that is that it's a leftover. It's a residual of toxic independence of just needing to be a really good problem solver. I'm quick on my feet. So some people, if they're handed a problem or a difficult person, let's say, 
or they have an engagement with a difficult person, they need some time. They need to step away from the situation. They need to go into their own energy before they can really get the answer that's right for them. I'm not like that. I've come up with the answers very quickly. Or at least I did. (laughs) Right now, that is not happening. And it's really weird. It's not brain fog. I've had brain fog before. And when I've had brain fog, it's like I could feel my problem-solving muscle working and almost like I could sort of sense it, but it couldn't quite get to it. This is like the mechanism has completely been unplugged. And my team has said that's for a reason. That's very much on purpose. And although I am not going to know that reason, all the, the full rainbow of understanding of why that needs to happen, one of the pieces of the puzzle is that I need to learn to work with my intuitive gifts differently. And when I'm in a situation where my intuition is coming in, that problem-solving mechanism kicks in as well and starts to kind of work different angles and provide different solutions than my intuition. And, you know, it doesn't mean those weren't good solutions. It just means that part of me was so strong. It was getting in the way of this new gift that is coming through me. The other piece of it is that I have a son going off to college as I've gone on and on about this year. And I can't keep solving problems. I need to, for my kids, I need to practice letting them solve them for themselves. And it's a lot harder to do that when you see the solution quickly. When that solution doesn't come as quick, it gives you some space. It gives me some space to recognize that this isn't mine to solve. This is theirs to solve. And on and on the reasons for this go. And I offer that to you as one example, but it might be um, you're normally the party starter, right? Or maybe you're the one that holds space and for like a nice quiet gathering. Maybe you're just really good at intimacy and relationships and having one-to-one conversations. And the opposite is true. The party starter now just really wants alone time, doesn't like looks around when there's, you know, a group of people and it's just like, why can't you people get off your ass and start your own party? It might be that if you are the person that typically likes these deep one-to-one conversations, you just feel like raging and smoking and drinking and drugging. Not that I'm encouraging you to follow like those kind of impulses, or I'm not also, I'm also not judging you for following those impulses. But this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And I've hesitated talking about this because I was wondering if maybe I'm just having a midlife crisis and maybe this is just what's going on. But now I've gotten far enough on the journey to realize that is not what's happening. And also that what's happening inside of me is happening in a lot of different places. And the reason is that we are in a time on the planet 
where the systems that have been created are no longer going to work as we evolve as humans. And I don't know what that means exactly. I'm just getting pieces of the puzzle. But I suspect that there's at least one system in your life that isn't working adequately for you anymore. It doesn't mean it was a super system. It doesn't mean it worked perfectly for you before, but now it's not working at all. Or maybe it was taken away from you. So if you are like me and have children in the school system, maybe the school system has become problematic for you where it was maybe not before. Or if you yourself are in a learning situation, you're suddenly realizing you can't stay there. It could be that people you've listened to on the podcast like this one who just used to light you up or bring you alive just sound like frauds. And that's not to say they are frauds. What's saying is that the system they're operating in that they've communicated to you is no longer a system you're buying into. You're seeing through it. And a lot of our systems are not working. And when I say system, I just mean a way of being. So the banking system is a system. Corporate structure is a system. Our, each of our individual families, your family, my family, is a system. The way you walk through your day is a system. And for me personally, there's a system that I've been engaging in that I'm really struggling with right now. And that is the digital marketing system, the way that I put my work out into the world. There is an architecture to the digital marketing world. It doesn't mean that every digital marketer or every person that's using the digital space to market looks exactly the same. It doesn't mean that. But there are certain infrastructures that are typical and there are certain ways of doing things that are typical that I am now seeing are either like I just can't wrap my head around them anymore. I just don't care anymore. They look stupid to me or at worst, they're problematic. And the thing is, once you step outside of a system, once you disconnect from it and say, I'm no longer a part of this, you might still be using the system or engaging the system, but you're not quite in it the way you were. You don't identify with it as much. All of a sudden, the problems with the system become really obvious. And that can happen at the macro level. We see that happening a lot in criticism of certain power systems, certainly in the United States where I live, but around the world. But in, you know, in other ways too, I, I did not read the article and it could have been from years ago or it could have been from yesterday, but one of the Disney heirs came out, you know, criticizing the head of Disney. I believe it was the head of Disney and, and suggesting that with all the wealth, the fact that some of the employees in Disney can't actually survive without welfare or can't survive without additional help should be a problem for that leader, right? That's someone who's been part of the system and benefited from the system is now stepping out and 
is suddenly seeing the problems with the system. And that can be in your own personal life, right? Like you engage all of these micro and macro systems and all of a sudden you may not choose to step out. Your spirit team may be pulling you out. And at first they're going to just, you know, whisper, leave and move, do something different. But then they'll start to hit you a little harder. And first, you know, I've talked about this. First, you get the the nudge, then you get the whack, and then you get the boulder over the head. And you get to choose which way to exit. (laughs) But if they're in the process of telling you to exit, you probably don't no longer get a choice in exiting. Or if you do have a choice in exiting, they're definitely strongly feeling like, not exiting versus exiting, that exiting is the better path for you as a soul. And you may be listening to this and being like, what in God's name is this woman talking about? And if that's the feeling you're having, I'm going to recommend that you just turn me off at this point because I haven't quite wrapped my head 100% around what's going on. But I've had this conversation about systems enough in the last now two weeks of a, as I've been explaining to people in my personal life, kind of what is going on for me in the way that I could do it to make the most sense of it. And I've brought in this idea of systems and every time I have, it's really landed for people in some way that had I would not have imagined, in some way that I don't really even understand. And... The other piece of the puzzle is that when a system is created here on the planet in earth, and we all as humanity, the more that multiple humans buy into a system, and then the more that's generationally supported, the stronger the architecture of that system goes. So if you could imagine that there's you know, and, and I'll use banking again because I came from it, and I don't think banking's like an evil system, like many people do because having been inside the system, I can tell you it's a fairly neutral system with a couple of a-holes at some of the helms. But we, the majority of us have bought into the system. Every time you use an ATM, every time you use the money system, every time you like take a loan or pay money back or use anything, get a mortgage, right? Anytime you use a financial institution that is involved in the banking system, you're kind of strengthening it. So each engagement has strengthened the system. So if you think of it like there's banks, there's physical structures of banks, and then there's physical money, and then there's sort of that energetic money with those big sweeps of money, especially when money is like created and then destroyed by governments. But behind it, if you kind of close your eyes, is this sort of blueprint. And that's what I mean about the architecture. The way if you were to look at a building before it was built, there was the architect's plans. And so as systems are built or strengthened by our engagement in them, at the metaphysical level, there's an architecture of that system that is held. And that's systems that we humans created. The reverse is also true in that creation, the creator, the one or ones, depending on how you feel about higher power. You know, when this earth was created and 
beings emerge, trees and rocks and animals. The architecture existed first, and then from the architecture, the object emerged, right? But if you can kind of pull out of the individual experience of a tree, you can kind of feel that the architecture of the oak exists and it exists on the spiritual level or the metaphysical level and it exists at the reality. And that happened first, the architecture and then the actual reality. And so those tend to be very pure and divine. But then there's the ones we created that then imprint the architecture at the metaphysical level. And as long as the system supports evolution and supports humanity at some level and humanity buys in, the architecture remains in place. But when at the metaphysical level, but once that architecture becomes problematic, once the system becomes problematic and therefore the architecture behind it is, and by problematic, it is preventing the natural evolution of humanity or this planet. It can no longer be held at the metaphysical level. And then once it starts to dissolve at the metaphysical level, it will then eventually dissolve at the physical level. Do I know this for a fact? I do not. These are downloads I've been getting. So again, Hopefully, if you're still here, there was something resonating in what I was saying that made sense to you. But I just want to bring it all back home to you. So if you feel like you're coming apart at the seams or your world is coming apart at the seams, it is probably that some version of this is happening for you. And I have one message for you because I'm not at the end yet. (laughs) In the past, a lot of what I've taught when I was back in the business coaching world, and then since then as in developing the receiving method and talking to spirit guides, everything that I've taught typically has come after I've completed a learning cycle, evaluated what worked, what didn't, what did I engage in that I could have done away with, what really had the most power, and then I teach it. And right now I'm offering this to you while I'm in the middle of it. So I don't have the period at the end of the sentence. That is whatever this system deconstruction is. But here's what I do know. When you're in the middle of it, it can make you feel like you're going crazy. And here is the thought that I have gotten over and over and over again. The message I've gotten from my team is... Be okay with not knowing. And that is across all things. I need to be okay with not knowing why this is happening. I need to be okay with not knowing how my son's going to do at college. I need to be okay with not knowing why at this moment in time, things I used to engage in that made total sense now seem blasphemous. (laughs) Be okay with not knowing. Let go. That's the second thing. Let go. And... There is a piece to the puzzle of letting go, also known as surrender, that I think a lot of us like to brush over. I know I have. I have communicated it a lot of times in the receiving school, but here as well. There's a piece of the puzzle with letting go and surrender that most of us do not like. And that is, if you're truly going to surrender, you need to allow what you believe is the worst possible outcome to be a potential outcome. If you surrender 
But in the surrendering, you're saying, okay, I'm handing this over to you, God, divine, whoever. And my expectation is that all my needs will be met exactly how I want them to be, or everything's going to turn out hunky-dory in a way that my current brain thinks is hunky-dory. That's not really surrendering. Surrendering is understanding there can be a complete obliteration of something that's important to you. And if that in fact happens, that you have faith that that was for your highest good and that you are strong enough to engage whatever pain happens as a result of that. That's a big ask, right? And I can tell you, if you're in this coming apart at the seams, surrendering is no longer a choice. It's just how much you're going to drag it out. So I suggest just getting on team surrender. So it's allow yourself to not know what you don't know, right? It's be okay with not knowing. The second is let go, surrender in the way I just described it. And the third is to hear in my voice that you're okay. You are okay. And to be in this moment. Now, none of those three things I've shared are brand new information. I get it. But these are the things that are keeping me in a place of navigational alignment. And what I mean by that is, even though I'm getting scared at times, even though there are different things coming up that make this journey hard, even though I have said WTF to the divine more in the last couple of weeks than I have in a very long time. When I focus on these three things, I can come back to my center and really feel my own wisdom and feel the truth of being okay. That deep down inside your heart center, you will feel that you are truly okay. So I hope that this helps. Certainly, if you have any feedback about this, you can email me, patty at pattylennon.com. And one last thing, totally unrelated to this podcast, but maybe helpful for you, is that a while ago, I had gotten the kind of hit to do flash sales throughout the summer, that this would be fun for me. And then I sort of dragged my ass on it because hence, you know, system deconstruction that I'm going through. Did the first one last week and I did really enjoy it. I like sales. I think they're fun. I personally like buying things on sale. I like hunting for sale. So if that's you, we are going to be doing flash sales throughout the rest of the month, throughout the rest of the summer, I should say. If you want to know all the sales that are going to happen and when they're going to happen, you can go to pattylennoncom forward slash flash sale. But the one that is coming up, actually, the week that this podcast drops is for my Forecast Your Future Oracle Card course. So this is how you pull cards to forecast your future. And in a time where we all feel like we're going crazy, having Oracle cards give us a navigational pathway can feel very comforting. So if that sounds like something you would like, they are going to go on sale. It'll be a 48-hour sale. Again, go to pattyland.com forward slash flash sale. And the flash sales last for 48 hours, at which point you will get deep discounts on something I normally offer for full price. So if that sounds fine for you, check it out. And 
just know I am in it with you and wherever you are in your journey, I am sending you love and just offering you a reminder to make space for magic. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.